Let the transfer portal season commence. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, fight on everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching the show on YouTube or wherever you're going to download your podcast, just remember this show is free. I appreciate your support. Keep showing your appreciation. If you're watching on YouTube, become a subscriber. It's quick. It's easy. It's free. Just click that red subscribe button. When you see this, thumbs up, smash it, and don't forget to hit that bell notification button. That way you will not miss one episode Monday through Friday. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now. New customers. You're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit fanduel.com forward slash locked on and you can get started today. How many transfers do you think are going to be leaving USC between now and, I don't know, spring camp? We'll make that. Let's go far out. Let's go far out into the distance between now before your new defensive coordinator has been named, before you know what bowl game you're going to, and before spring camp, who's leaving USC? And then kind of a 1B question, uh, will the offensive side of the ball or will the defensive side of the ball see more players leave? Right now, um, the defense, excuse me, the offense is actually off to a pretty quick start. (laughs) If you haven't heard, you're hearing it now. Uh, Ray Leak Brown has officially entered the transfer portal. I think that was inevitable. Everybody knew it was going to be happening based on him uh, kind of been re- being relegated down to scouting player. You know, everybody might remember that whole to-do that came down earlier during the season. Well, Ray Leak Brown has officially entered the transfer portal. So um, I guess it's safe to say the offense has uh, got one up on the defense. I think everyone's anticipating um, the defense to have the most players, and I'll explain why here in, a, in just a moment. But as far as Ray Leak is concerned, he was one of the uh, USC's class of 2022 highest-rated players. And now he's he's gone. Well, he's planning to be gone after using his uh, second year at USC to redshirt. Remember, he played as a true freshman. Uh, he, he didn't play a lot, but he he was part of the future. Remember USC's first touchdown last year? The one where Brown kind of struck that Heisman pose? Ironic, isn't it? It's ironic that a Trojan won the Heisman Trophy last year, uh, albeit a transfer. And I don't say transfer with disdain. I'm just kind of highlighting the fact that one of USC's highest rated recruits from that class, 2022, and one from modern day, is checking out of the USC Hotel California. He's out of here. You have to keep an eye on uh, where this young man ends up. He'll have his choice of schools, that's for sure. I know... um, I know there's some out there who... Or maybe taking that whole attitude of, you know, like, who cares? Because uh, California kind of grows skill players 
you know, on the trees like oranges grow out in California. But let's let's not get let's not get too arrogant about that. You never want to lose, you know, highly rated you know athletes, whether he's a four star, five star, and you don't want to pretend like it's no big deal because it, it is kind of a it's sort of a big deal, um, especially when you have guys of his type of skill set. And he's coming from a Trojan feeder school. You really don't want to upset the apple cart too much. Again, with his athleticism, do you find a way to use Rayleigh Brown? Now, it's hard to imagine. It really is that Riley couldn't, you know, keep Rayleigh's playing time needs, wants satisfied. So I guess there's, you have to start asking the question, what happened? You know, how much of this is Ray Leak maybe not buying in 100% doing all the things that are required? And I'm not saying he didn't. I'm just throwing it out there. You know, was he showing up on time to practices, uh, to meals, meetings, everything that's, inc that's inclusive? Again, I'm not saying he wasn't. I'm just throwing it out there. Is this part of the issue? Uh, you know, how much of it is on Lincoln Riley and Josh Henson and everybody on that offensive staff? Does Ray Leak just not have a position to play? He's not an everyday down running back, an every down running back. I think his size prohibits that from happening. And then, you know, are you where are you going to play him at, at wide receiver? Who are you going to play him in front of? Remember, he was going to be an Oklahoma Sooner uh, before Lincoln Riley transferred to USC. Well, yeah, before he transferred to USC, he became their head coach. So, again, what happened? Is this more about Ray Leak looking for something different now? Is the NIL grass greener somewhere else? I mean, did he increase his marketability when he suited up for the last time against the Huskies? Was that going to increase his uh, opportunities elsewhere? I have no idea what's going on. But in today's world, NIL money talks in college. And look, everybody accuses USC of tampering. All Every school, if you want to say, use the word tampers, tampering, tampers. And it's not, you don't, coach doesn't have to do it. A player, these guys talk to each other. They're friends. Hey. You ever think about coming to USC or, hey, you ever think about leaving USC and coming here? That type of stuff goes on. And once that seed has been planted in a player's head who might not be happy, it doesn't take a lot to convince them. Here's what we do know. Ray Leak's playing time at USC this season, it was dwindling. It had dwindled. He found himself practicing with the scout team, and that did not set well with him. I'm not going to go into details. That did not set well with the Rayleigh Brown camp. So I'm going to say, look, Zachariah Branch, he, it's obvious he's the guy on special teams. He was USC's primary return guy this season. And he showed why. And it appears he's also going to be the dude at wide receiver or one of the dudes. So did Rayleigh have to leave? Did he? You know, did he want to play running back exclusively? Did he just want to know what his role was? 
but Raylick, Raylick is the first, you know, big name to jump into the portal for USC this season. He's not going to be the last. I can guarantee you that. Uh, again, what's the new defensive coordinator um, going to say when he arrives? Is he going to is he going to clean house? You know, is he going to pop in the tape game film from this year and go, all right, that dude out, that dude out, that dude, let's talk. How, how many wide receivers are going to be sticking around? And here's another question. If Coach Riley does bring in another quarterback through the transfer portal, here's the next question. Will it be just one? Kind of touched on that. I wrote about it over on WeRSC.com. You know, if I'm Miller Moss and I'm Malachi Nelson, and I know we've got a third scholarship quarterback on the roster and Jake Jensen, why is my head coach, forward slash quarterback guru whisperer, Heisman maker, looking to bring in another quarterback? What's wrong with me? Why, why, how come I'm not getting the job? Just saying. Chances are, and I, I said it a few minutes ago, the defensive side of the ball is going to see the biggest migration into the transfer portal from USC, which means they're probably going to see the biggest influx of players on that side of the ball as well. What I do know is there's going to be double-digit numbers combined, offensive defense, using the transfer portal. So, look, it's not just the holiday shopping season, folks. It's time to shop the transfer portal, too, because, as you can see, some USC players are putting themselves on layaway for other programs. We'll see what happens. Score early this NFL season with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there is literally no better time to get in on the action than right now. The app is super easy to use, and they have a wide, wide range of different betting options, including the point spreads, the player prop bets, over-unders, and a whole lot more. So visit FanDuel.com forward slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel, an official partner of the NFL. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you got to go check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster, and they're going to do it for free. You know how easy it is to use LinkedIn to find a job. It's also just as easy to create a job on LinkedIn. Once you, had, once you add your job listing, you're then going to add your job in that little purple hashtag hiring frame to your own LinkedIn profile, and that's going to spread the word that you are hiring. LinkedIn's going to provide you simple tools like screening questions, and that's going to make it super easy for you to prioritize the candidates you want to interview as well as hire. Recruiting the right person for your team means a better product, and it's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com forward slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com forward slash locked on college. Locked on has launched the first ever national sports 24 seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked on sports today is here for you 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 
covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts on Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Let's get back to the defensive coordinator uh, situation. What is the situation? Are you concerned that USC is taking their time with the uh, with this hiring? Should you be concerned? Or does it, it really doesn't matter how long it takes, just as long as USC gets the right guy? Probably the most important thing, right? Of course it is. So who is their guy? Is it Jim Leonard? And if it is, why is it taking so long? Is it the money? I don't think it's the money. I've heard they're they're willing to pay him what's necessary. Make him, I believe, the highest paid assistant coach in college football. Not just a defensive coordinator. I mean the highest paid assistant coach. Is it the length of the contract? Is it the buyout? I mean, is it about who he might be encouraged to keep on that's currently on USC staff? What? What is the issue? Real quick, this is a note from me on on the length of the contract. My personal opinion. I just want to go on record that USC needs a defensive coordinator for more than one year, especially if Jim Leonard's the guy and he's ready to bolt to the NFL or for a head coaching gig. I don't want USC to be that stepping stone for this. This is too important, and they cannot take a step back. Because if you only hire a guy for one year, regardless of how much you can turn the defensive round, I don't know if that helps recruiting. And I don't know if it helps with continuity. And I get it. In today's college game, continuity doesn't last very long. Still, USC needs a defensive coordinator longer than one year. That's all I'm saying on that. So, again, why is it taking so long? Oregon State's season ends. Michigan State names their new head coach, what, a day later, two days later? They have a new head coach. Texas A&M, they're making Mike Elko their new head coach after flirting with the Stoops, Kentucky's Mark Stoops. Look, I, I think the fans' backlash down there in College Station took over before the ink dried on Stoops' contract. Maybe both parties had second thoughts. Regardless, my point is this. Texas A&M was able to find two guys who were willing to be their head coach in a matter of days. And I also get it. You know, Texas A&M pays well above the market value. But still, USC let Alex Grinch go back on November 15th. And USC just got done with its bye week. And there's still no news. It's everybody keeping their fingers crossed. It's going to be Jim Leonard. It's going to be Jim Leonard. Maybe it is going to be Jim Leonard. Why hasn't it happened yet? Because I think the longer this thing drags out, the further defensive coordinator Jim Leonard for USC moves away. Which begs the question, why is hiring a defensive coordinator at USC, more difficult than hiring a head coach at Michigan State or at Texas A&M. I, look, I agree. I said it at the top. The most important thing is getting the right guy. 
but when does concerns start to kind of settle in a little bit? I mean, look, USC's bowl game is probably going to be the LA Bowl at you know at SoFi Stadium down the street. If it's not there, USC is probably going to get sent out to the Sun Bowl in El Paso, Texas versus an ACC team. That could be fun, right? I've driven through El Paso before. Maybe I'll go there for a bowl game. We'll see. So I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'd rather stay home for the bowl game in LA. No offense, El Paso. I'm sure it's a great town. But it, I think it would be nice to have a defensive coordinator announced before the bowl game. That's where I was going with this. I mean, it, especially if USC wants even the slimmest of chances to flip a couple of commitments, you might want to have more than a couple of days to make it happen before the early signing period go, comes and goes. Don't forget, early signing period starts December 20th. It ends December 23rd. So I'm kind of getting the feeling that USC is starting to take a look at their plan B, plan C, guys. Especially since more names are starting to hit the market. You know, coaching staffs or head coaches are changing schools. They're not taking everybody with them. Guys are becoming available. Until we hear an official word that Jim Leonard has turned down the USC job, he's still in play. But again, the longer this drags out, it feels less likely. I think if it's going to be him, it has to happen before the end of this week. And I would like it to happen by Wednesday at the latest. There's no reason to drop this kind of news on a Friday. If you have an agreement in principle, shake hands, get her done. Is it necessary to have someone in place for the bowl game? No, absolutely not. But I think it would be better. I think it would be cool if he could self-scout in person than watching the film on and making a decision on who stays and who gets asked to kind of look around. Hey, do you want to jump in the transfer portal? I think you learn a lot more by watching guys play up close and personal. Sure, you can see stuff on film, but let's make that bowl game. Let's make, make sure every single player on that roster knows, hey, you're playing for a roster spot. Go play your ass off. In my opinion, it is absolutely absolutely necessary to be on staff by the start of next week. I said it. It has to be done this week, in my opinion. However, you have to have someone in place by the start of next week. This Friday is December 1st. It's time to put the key in the engine, turn it on, so we can start moving forward. Because right now, USC, you're just idling. In fact, you're not even idling. Turn the car on. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including the pros, and the Sharks who make a living doing this, it's just you're going to pick more than or less than on two to six player stat projections and then kind of just watch the money roll into your bank account. And now with the basketball season here, you can now pick combo projections across football and basketball from the Specials League. It's a league that was created specifically for combo projections that includes 
two or more players from different sports or leagues. For example, you can take Anthony Davis, Laker, and say he's going to get 10 rebounds. And you can take Amon Ross St. Brown, wide receiver for the Detroit Lions, and say he's going to have at least five and a half catches on the game. If those guys combine for 15 and a half, you win. Price Picks even offers a reboot policy so that your entries stay in play, even if one of your players gets injured. For football and basketball games, if you have a player who exits the game in the first half and does not return in the second, that player is rebooted. Price Picks is the only daily fantasy sports platform with an injury insurance policy. So go to pricepicks.com forward slash locked on college and use code locked on college for a first deposit match up to $100. Go to pricepicks.com forward slash locked on college, use code locked on college, and they're going to match your deposit up to $100. I think Lincoln Riley messed up. I think he made a mistake. I don't know all the details. I'm just kind of seeing from the outside, outside observer, going, whoa, dude, what were you thinking? Modern day high school is a USC feeder school. It's been one for quite a long time. Uh, at one time, Long Beach Poly was a considered a USC feeder school. It's a pipeline school. It's a place where USC knows that they can always turn to and their best players are going to come to USC. Well, things are changing. The landscape has changed. St. John Bosco head coach, Jason Negro, um, he commented eh, within the last year uh, that USC's coaches haven't been, haven't had the biggest presence around the Bosco campus, whether it be practice, games, whatever, uh, making themselves seen like they're interested in you know their players. It's gotten better, but that was the narrative um, when Lincoln Riley arrived. If Coach Riley isn't careful, USC might not have any feeder schools left. Over the weekend, um, Modern Day and St. John Bosco, they played at the LA Coliseum for the uh, Southern Section CIF Championship. You know the Coliseum, that big stadium across the street from USC's campus? Literally across Exposition Boulevard. Yeah, that that place. Well, apparently, USC's head coach, Lincoln Riley, missed an opportunity by not taking a few minutes, you know, out of his, I'm sure he's got a really busy schedule. Kind of just make a, a cameo appearance. Show up. Say, hey, I'm here. I know Dante Williams was there. Why wasn't Coach Riley, though? Let's give the benefit of the doubt. Even if he was interviewing his next defensive coordinator during the game, I'm saying, you know what? Let's take a break. Let's take a walk across the street. Let's go over to the stadium where you might be working. I want you to kind of gaze. as We're going to walk down the tunnel. And I want you to check out that peristyle as you're, as you're coming down that tunnel. It's really a sight to be seen. It's really humbling. Or better yet, here's what Lincoln Riley should have done. If I'm him, if I'm in charge of his marketability and I'm trying to sell Lincoln Riley to recruits, I'm entering that stadium from the top of the peristyle. In fact, 
When I get inside that arena, I'm standing there, mean face, arms crossed, just like this. And I'm looking down at everybody. And I'm making sure they're looking up at me and saying, this is my house. That's the face I have. This is my house. Look at me while I'm looking at you. I have to admit, this was a really big, this was a huge swing and miss for Lincoln Riley. His perception matters. This game, look, this wasn't down in the OC. And it wasn't even 15 minutes away over there at Home Depot Stadium, or whatever they're calling it now. It was across the street. You're struggling with the local recruits. And it, it kind of gives the impression that you're cutting off your nose to spite your own face uh, because none of the guys who are playing in that game want to be in this class for USC. Well, that's not true. I'm sure Marcellus Williams would have loved to have seen his future coach watching him play on the same field that he'll be playing on in 2024. You think the Bosco players and their staff didn't notice? Of course they noticed. They noticed who wasn't there. You literally, you had two of the best programs in Southern California, not just in the country, in Southern California. They were playing at the Coliseum. You have to be there. Now, was Lincoln Riley in town that weekend? I don't know. Was he out recruiting? I don't know. Neither do you. Here's what I know. If he's in town, you have to be there. And if you were out of town, I'm still kind of wondering why this wouldn't be part of your schedule. This kind of goes back to, for me at least, goes back to one of Lincoln Riley's comments about he doesn't just want to recruit and sign guys from SoCal, Southern California, because they're from Southern California. He wants to make sure he's got the best guys available, regardless of where they come from, that fit the culture, that fit the locker room. They're going to make USC better. And I get the gist of his point, but it's it's still it kind of comes off the wrong way. Look, look I get it. I, I know that talent goes in cycles in California, but USC needs to make sure that they're keeping the best players from California from being paid to play elsewhere. If USC is winning, they can overcome the NIL bagman without, you know, without the wins. Without, I should say, without the wins, um, USC's NIL bagman becomes a much higher priority. If USC, if USC is winning, making it to the playoffs, they don't really need to entice the local players to stay home with some inducements. They'll come to USC. But right now, USC isn't in that place. So again, from the outside looking in, this might not have been Lincoln Riley's best moment. Was he in town? I don't know. And if he was, I would love to find out. Maybe I will. And if I can find out through sources, I'll pass that info along. I will be back with another episode of Locked on USC Tomorrow, because that's what we do five times a week. Probably look at the transfer portal again. Hopefully we'll have some defensive coordinator news. I did find out that USC is practicing this week and it's closed to the media. So on that note, I guess we'll find out where USC is going bowling. And then hopefully the media will be allowed back into practice <laughs> for those practices. 
So there you go. Another episode of Locked on USC in the Books. I'll be back again tomorrow. You need to go check out wearesc.com when you're done here. We've got this really silly, cool subscription special. We're calling it the silly subscription special. You got to take advantage of it. Go check it out. So until then, everyone, you know what to do. You are locked on.